hard-hitting opinion and stimulating talk. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 till noon on AM 900 CHML. A lot of talk going on about uh, graffiti here at the city as well. You may remember a few years ago, there was actually, a, I thought, a pretty positive initiative uh, about uh, going after graffiti and uh, those responsible for this. And uh, Councillor Sam Marula is uh, suggesting that maybe the city needs to uh, revive that whole initiative and that whole program. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Good morning, Sam. How are you doing today? morning, Bill. I'm doing very well yourself. Good. I remember a conversation you and I had a few years ago uh, with a motion that you had put forward at that time about about uh, dealing with graffiti. Maybe you could spend just a couple of seconds uh, reminding our listeners exactly what that was all about. Sure, yeah. This dates back to uh, 2012, and the issue really is, as most people recognize, our bylaws are enforced in a reactive manner, meaning that when a complaint comes in, uh, it, it's enforced. Uh, I feel that some bylaws uh, need to be uh, more proactive rather than reactive. And so at the time, in 2012, I had staff assess uh, the possibility of a pilot project to ensure that we had somebody assigned to proactively assess graffiti problems throughout the city and enforce accordingly. So it was a pilot project that occurred during a summer, which was very successful and ended up in the back burner for various reasons. Uh, so as a direct result of following up on what the actual status of that program was, I, it was determined that uh, perhaps uh, it was uh, it fell through the cracks. So as a direct result, um, I revisited the entire motion itself, assessed the success associated with it, and asked staff to report back on implementing it on a more ongoing basis uh, for the future. Uh, staff uh, were supportive of it and was unanimously supported by council, and here we are. Sam, when you say successful, uh, in in what context? Uh, were there fewer cases? Did you, was were you able to stop some of these uh, activities before they actually occurred? No. What it basically the success was measured based on eradication. So in essence, okay, identifying that there was a problem and then ha- taking action to to eliminate it. So at present, I think the frustration is when we see particularly on public property, we see graffiti and people wonder how it could just stay there for so long without the city taking action. Well, unless we get a complaint, we're not taking action. I think that's foolhardy. So as a result, every everybody in the city that works for the city, we have a lot of eyes out there, should be calling in uh, if they see any type of graffiti on private, more importantly, public property, where I think is where the frustration grows about us not taking action. Well, and I think one of the more obvious examples of that, and again, I'll harken back to the conversation you and I had when you started this initially, uh, where the overpasses on the link, uh, that we're used to see graffiti all the time. And, and i got to tell you, anecdotally, as somebody who drives that road an awful lot, uh, it doesn't happen much anymore. So obviously there was some, some effect, I would think, that this program had on, on that sort of activity. Exactly. And as a result of it, I think we need this to be far more aggressive and consistent and predictable with the bylaw, and I think it should be uh, permanently or perpetually in a in a proactive enforcement mode rather than reactive, which I, I think, as I mentioned earlier, is foolhardy. Are we over this uh, this wordsmithing about uh, what is street art and what is graffiti? Graffiti is vandalism. It's not street art. Yeah. Uh, it's, these are two very different things, and, and I understand as far as the city bylaws are concerned, too, but but, you know, there are some that are suggesting leave these people alone. They're actually enhancing the city. I, 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 we're not there yet. Are we, we've, we've, come, we've come past that? I, I think so. I, the bottom line is it is a crime. If you see someone doing it and it's a crime in progress, the police are state clearly call 911. So it's a serious offense and one that costs the city well over $2 million a year 
uh, to deal with on public property, not to mention millions that is spent by the private sector to deal with it uh, and insurance and whatever else uh, impacts our, our society. So in essence, it's not, um, it's not an, I guess it's not an unvictimized crime or non-victim crime. It, it is, we have a lot of victims, the taxpayer being the victim, the actual property owner being the victim. So we do need to be aggressive in dealing with this issue. On the other side of this equation is the fact that there are some talented street artists. And I think it would be a great idea, as I mentioned in the motion, to dedicate or designate certain parts of the city with canvases to allow these street artists to display their their skill. And I think that, that in many ways, can enhance, for instance, a park environment or one area of the city that uh, perhaps can be designated accordingly. Look, at if there are talented people out there, you know, bring it on. I mean, you know, there's a, a section, I think you've been down to Chicago, and when you're taking the uh, the L there, the uh, their elevated uh, system, uh, and all you see are the backs of, of run-down old buildings. Well, somebody painted all of these things, and it's it's spectacular. It, it looks gorgeous. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's just somebody that comes up with a can of spray paint and just says, you know what, that's a nice big wall there. I'm going to put something on there without permission. Uh, that's that's where you draw the line. Absolutely. And there's a distinction, and one that's quite evident just by looking at it. Um, but the bottom line is, I think there's a there's a place for it if, if it's really skilled art. And the question becomes, so where do we want that to be displayed? And that's what staff will be assessing with the motion that was passed uh, last week. Okay, where where are you? You're in budget processes right now, but where are you from a financial standpoint? When you say dedicated staff, are, are we looking at, at hiring somebody to do this, or can you do this with the existing complement? It would be a student or summer student to begin with to assess again as a pilot project. Then it would be built into into our existing budget again. When we're, in, when we're enforcing bylaws, it's either revenue neutral or, or uh, it's revenue neutral in the sense that we can't make money from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in essence, the fines that uh, we do subject uh, uh, accordingly do create a revenue for the city. Uh, we don't want to go down that road, obviously. We prefer, we prefer not to have anyone to fine. Uh, the bottom line is, though, there is a responsibility for property ownership. And with that comes the fact that if you do become victimized, uh, from graffiti, you need to clean it up. And there's a bylaw that can be enforced accordingly, which we will be for enforcing proactively. The The social component of this is that there are some people that non-commercial, non-multi-residential property owners that are, for instance, people with disabilities or seniors or on fixed income that become victimized twice, once by the graffiti, second by the city enforcing the bylaw. That's where I think we need to assess potentially uh, a means of dealing with it through an in-kind type of approach in providing the necessary tools to eradicate the graffiti. So that would be for those that can't afford it, and it would be a means testing accordingly. But I think it's important to recognize that there are people out there that are going to be victimized twice, once with the graffiti, secondly by the city enforcing the bylaw, and we're addressing that accordingly as well. But you have heard in the past uh, from even some commercial business owners and property owners, Sam, that have said, like, if you're going to do that for them, what about for us too? You know, our, we're, we have a very thin bottom line and we can't afford to keep doing this and redoing it and fixing it, and then it happens again a week after, et cetera, like that. Uh, is there any sympathy for those people? Well, obviously I have sympathy, but we can't do it. Firstly, it would be considered bonusing, so it's illegal. Uh, secondly, we can't afford to do it, and they would have to build it into their budget. But there are means of there are means of addressing this from a from a uh, private sector component. What they have found, for instance, if you have murals uh, on on commercial buildings, uh, they're less likely to be targeted 
particularly if they have a nationalistic approach to it, Canadian flag, soldiers, that type of uh, hockey Canada. So there are means of addressing it, um, and there are there are actual means of addressing it that are very successful. So if you're a business owner or a private property owner, um, either commercial or multi-res, you have to take steps accordingly and build it into your business plan. What about education for some of those commercial owners to suggest maybe ways that they can mitigate the impact and whether it's whether it's being acquainted with street artists and, and, and others that might be able to say, yeah, I can do something for you, and they tend not to, to go in there. I mean, that's, that's, that's a component that maybe a lot of business owners would not be aware of. Yeah, that coupled with the fact that there are mean, other means of, uh, you can engage them, but I think for the most part, you're going to find that there's a certain element out there that are beyond reproach, and they're going to continue vandalizing for the sake of vandalizing. Those are the ones we really want to come down heavy on from a, from a criminal enforcement perspective. Again, the the home home ownership and the and the commercial building owners, multi-res owner, we don't really want to come down hard on them, but we want them to understand that with that ownership of that property comes certain responsibilities. So whether that be, and I find that a number of people now or business owners are actually, rather than having brick, which is an easy canvas to paint on and very costly to eliminate, what they're doing is they're painting the brick so that if someone does come by with a graffiti, you don't have to sandblast it. You just paint it with the color in which you painted that brick. So we see that along King Street and Main Street. A lot of my own constituency and business owners in my area have taken that approach. So there are ways of mitigating uh, this issue. But with that ownership comes responsibility. And with our responsibility on council and with police services is to enforce that law from a criminal perspective and those that are vandalizing, but also an enforcement perspective for those aren't cleaning up the mess afterwards. This, this is maybe a little bit beyond your realm, Sam, but when it comes to, to the penalties for those, and, and I know that the result of, of the, the initiative you had a few years ago, uh, you got some very useful stats here, uh, for instance, suggesting that 10 of the, uh, well, they call them painters, I call them vandals, that are responsible for up to 30% of the identifiable greedy tech. So in other words, there's, a, there's an element there of saying it's, it's mostly, it's these guys an awful lot of the time, uh, but they keep doing it and doing it. And, and it's been suggested that maybe one of the reasons for that is they get a slap on the wrist when they are caught doing it. Uh, now, I, now, that's, as to say, beyond your bailiwick, you can't actually say, yeah, let's throw these guys away or whatever the case might be, or make them clean it or make them pay for it or whatever the case might be. But but is is your study going to address that possibility too? That that maybe maybe there has to be something a little more punitive for the people that are consistent uh, abusers of this. Well, the crime itself is in the criminal code of Canada, so that's uh, as you mentioned that within the municipal jurisdiction, it is it is federal. The courts themselves, who are imposing the penalties, is more of a provincial and federal yeah. jurisdiction. All, all we can do is uh, enforce enforce the laws from a from the criminal code perspective and advocate for tougher penalties. But the bottom line is the precedent set in the court proceedings, and as a result, everything has to be taken into account and put in perspective. And uh, the, the, the courts have a way of doing that, and I agree that the penalties are nowhere near perhaps what they should be. But again, a lot of people can say that about a lot of crimes uh, in Ontario and in Canada. So uh, we just have to put it in perspective and do what we can within our jurisdiction and then lobby accordingly to other levels of government to try to find that deterrent. Uh, but for the most part, when you're dealing with this element, particularly adolescents, um, they, they never think they're going to get caught anyway. So really the punitive aspect itself uh, might make us feel good, but I don't believe it's much of a deterrent. 
Is there any discussion with other communities? This is not just a Hamilton-only problem. Uh, to, to explore and see what other communities are doing, maybe some things they're doing that, that we might learn from as well? It's an international problem. No matter yeah. where you go, whether it be Europe or North America or Asia, for that matter, it really is not isolated to, to us locally. Um, and there is no jurisdiction except those jurisdictions that have allowed for the freedom of expression in certain designated areas that have benefited from it, as you mentioned, like in Chicago. So that component and providing a canvas for them, for those that are truly artists, goes a long way. But for those that are vandals, uh, I, I, I don't think there is an answer to that. It's like any other crime. Why do people commit crimes uh, is really the question. And this would fall into the same category. Is this essentially a downtown issue, Sam? No. It's clear across the city, including the suburbs. Because I know that the study that, uh, that resulted from the work that you did indicated that most of uh, uh, the illegal activity that was going on was in wards two and three. Well, actually, four was included in that originally, but that was where the most concentration of it was. Okay. There is no, there's no corner of the city that hasn't been impacted by some sort of uh, graffiti, particularly on utility uh, utility um, uh, type of uh, well, those, those Yeah, those community mailboxes. Exactly. They're, and, and, they're, they're like and a canvas the, for them, aren't they? Well, Canada Post, uh, again, was, was very creative, if you notice. They, they created a, almost a, a graffiti type of bust uh, scenario to them where they provide all the multicolored aspects, which is a deterrent, because if you can't see the, the vandalism, why actually commit it? And that's why it's important that we're creative in how we address this and why a lot of the commercial uh, businesses are going towards murals where they're being targeted to uh, provide more of a deterrent accordingly. With this, uh, and, and the statement, obviously, and the fact that this is, is rampant in just about every area of the city, every ward in the city right now, I, I would imagine you're going to get council support for this idea. Oh, yes, absolutely. There's universal support, and uh, also it's recognized that some of this activity is gang-related, so there is a, a police endorsement to all of this as well in, in trying to eradicate it and identify where the problems are, and it helps them do their job as well for other uh, crime that might be um, organized in the city. So in many ways, it, it helps in many fronts, and it's a, just a concerted effort to try to deal with an issue in a very thorough uh, but practical manner. Well, uh, it's going to get milder, and uh, that's when this stuff starts to, to exaggerate, it, and we start seeing it all over the place. So this is a proactive way to try to deal with this before it gets to be a, a major problem again. Sam, thanks so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. My pleasure, Bill. All Take best. care. That's uh, Ward 4 Councillor Sam Rula uh, trying to revive this idea about being proactive, about getting rid of and eradicating, if at all possible, uh, graffiti and vandalism uh, in our community.